Hi, this is James from Simply Fit. And Jordan from Team Viking Muscle. Thanks for listening to our podcast about fitness and bodybuilding. So here we go. This episode we're going to be talking about biohacking. Um, what it is, what people do with it. Some people are doing it and they don't realise it. And uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. What, Jordan? What's <laughs> your, what was your when you first heard the word biohack, or what do you think that was? When I first heard it, I I genuinely thought it was something to do with computers. Not going to lie. Mm. Um, I had no idea it was uh, processes in the body. I had no idea what it was. It's not something that's really mentioned in the fitness industry. It's, it's one of those underground things. It's still not really mm. well spoken about, I suppose. I think it's, it's, it, the thing is, people have been doing it for, well, it turns out, centuries, but no one's ever given it a name. Yeah, I think that's the thing. No one's ever given it a name. No one's ever labelled it. No. Um, and then it's still one of them black magic voodoo things PTs do to the clients to get magic results without yeah. actually um, anyone realising it's just simplistic processes that we can do to increase output of performance or yeah. quality of life in some senses. Well, yeah, exactly. That's what, uh, basically, biohacking is you're readjusting your biolog- biological setup, um, whether it can be for weight loss, mental health, um, bodybuilding, mm-hmm. you know, whatever yeah. you can do to change your natural rhythm or setup. So, for example, with intermittent fasting, loads of people do intermittent fasting for different reasons. Some do it for religious reasons, uh, medical, whatever it is. You're actually causing uh, a condition called autophagy, which is recycling your cells after, a, I think it's about 16 to 20 hours of fasting, depending on the person. Obviously, the longer you go, the more you do. You recycle old cells, they get rid of the rubbish and build up new ones. But that in itself is biohacking because it's something you don't normally do mm. to regenerate it. Plus, with growth horm- hormone, is increased when you're fasting. Not that you're going to grow more muscle, but the muscle that you have got will sl- won't deteriorate so quickly. And people get confused with that. Um, and that's what, to me, biohacking, like I thought it was a sci-fi thing. Then yeah. when you look into it, you realise, oh, someone's giving it a clever name. Yeah, it is that voodoo name. It's, it's um, simple processes, easy things. For me, the one I do almost every day without thinking about it is uh, blue light glasses. Yeah. I put blue light glasses on at night to um, protect myself from blue lights emitted from computers, phones, overhead lights, anything kind of artificial, because that affects our circadian rhythm, which is the ability to, or the body's clock, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the, the most common gamers use it now to prevent headaches blue light glasses are preventing headaches yeah, damage they, to eyes and they're quite you know you can get quite stylish frames and I, I picked mine up cool. for £24 on Amazon I think it was yeah. and that's a it's a decent frame it doesn't make me look like James Bond but I don't look like I belong on the Goonies so no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing like, people are doing it and they don't realise they're actually biohacking mm. Like we were talking before we started recording, when you said a glass of cold water in the morning. Yeah, metabolism, it speeds up your metabolism, but it's such a simple process. And yeah. uh, you can add a, a slice of lemon to it for a bit more pizzazz to it. It's still the same process. Yeah, and again, with things like intermittent fasting and that kind of, uh, when people want to keep their insulin low, um, you can have apple cider mm. in warm water with turmeric. Oh. 
And again, yeah. but again, that's getting your it's going to get a natural fat burner going, and you keep your insulin low, and people do that for weight loss. It affects your your stomach acid as well, so digestion's a bit better. Yeah. Uh, less chances of bloating. Yeah. And it's great if you have a cheap meal. That apple cider vinegar in the morning really sorts that out. Yeah. I, I, I was talking years ago, I was talking to a guy, and he, he said, if you ever feel bloated, just have some apple juice. I went, really? He went, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just <laughs> yeah, wake it all yeah. down. And that was just yeah. normal apple juice. You have apple cider vinegar, and for some reason it's got to have the mother in it. I'm not quite sure what it is, but you have the mother in it. Um, <laughs> apparently that's even better, so... Yeah, I, I don't know what the mother is, but we'll go with it. Yeah, make sure it's got the mother in it. I thought, what? Can we Google this later? <laughs> Just off <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it now, no one's looking. Um, but like with bodybuilding, you, you're kind of biohacking. I suppose the ultimate biohackers are people that want to live longer or bodybuilders. Mm. I'm not saying bodybuilders don't live long, but I mean, wow. well, they, the most people who do things, um, there's people out there that take metformin, which is... Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Which is a, basically it's a diabetic drug. Yeah, um, used to um, digest carbs yeah. in bodybuilding world. It just takes the edge off. Yeah, but it's shown in studies for people with cancer and recovering from cancer. Mm. It can help with that and it helps with longevity. So people who want to live longer, it helps with cell structures in your mitochondria, which is the basic format and setup of your cells. So people who don't need it are taking it. So they are hacking into their biological systems. It's just enhancing that process. It's, it's an enhancement. It, it, it's not necessarily the um, most common process, things like metformin. Mm. But it is a viable tool. Yeah. And there's so many things out there that people can take and do. I don't even realise they're doing it. Even but. off the shelf glucose disposal agents, GDAs. Yeah, um, you, you buy them in Holland and Barrett now they're getting really really common mm. um, again it's just increasing the speed at which you absorb carbs and, and fats and then shuttling them better to, to muscles but it's a product that you're using to increase that performance output yeah but with something like that would you have to be careful how much you have do you regulate it? The off-the-shelf ones, as long as you're not a muppet with it, you're not really going to do yourself too much damage. It's not mm. like taking exogenous insulin where mm. you screw up, you're in big, big trouble. Yeah. Um, you, you take an off-the-shelf GDA, you're going to feel hypo. You, you will have that kind of effect, mm. but it's not going to put you in a coma. It's not going to drop your insulin or your, your blood sugar is that low. Yeah. Um, so it is a public-friendly version of it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and you can literally buy that in, in Holland and Barrett or any kind of supplement store. I just want to say, anyone, anything that we talk about now uh, in any of our podcasts, it's you know our personal opinion and stuff that we may and may not tried or done or maybe do in the future. So it's down to people to try if they want to. Mm. You know, we aren't the, doctors. We're not recommending no. prescriptions of anything or anything along that line. But a lot of things we do talk about is stuff that we're actually... One way or another, we've done ourselves. Um, Particularly me, I'm, I've been a bodybuilder for a while, and I've, I've done a fair variety of supplements. Mm. Um, so what I say is from my own personal experience with them. Yeah. I use GDAs quite a lot, and glucose disposal agents. I've done metformin. Um, and and the, the harder stuff, the insulin, I've actually done things like that. With the metformin, did that affect your gains? Hmm... Didn't run it for long enough, really, to notice an increase or decrease. No. Okay. Well, it's interesting because it, one of the books I was listening to, audio book, they're saying about how it's keeping the insulin at level. 
mm. decent level. But obviously, if you want to increase muscle size and all that kind of stuff, you want IGF one insulin growth factor one mm. in. So you want to kind of get that balance where you've yes. still got a decent amount of insulin in your system for it, but you still want to keep it controlled. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't notice any detrimental or positive effects, to be honest. I didn't run it for very long. I used it um, in a recomp phase. It was a short-term recomp. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, my appetite hit the floor and went below. Yeah. Um, so I used it temporarily to help control appetite, bring that back up, help control um, blood sugars, get mm. appetite back to where it should be in the process of doing a body recomp. So I think I used it for four out of the six weeks I was recomping. So I don't think I would have noticed any point uh, of increase or decrease of gains. Did you, uh, how did it make you feel? Well, apart from like the, the um, hunger side and the appetite, did it, was, it a, was it a mood thing at all? No, it's not really. No? I'm really lucky with side effects on, on my mood. Um, nothing really touches that too much. There are certain compounds that have effects, but that didn't really touch my mood no mm. i did find um i was quicker to f- be hungry it yeah obviously increased that appetite and when you are hungry if you then leave that for a while obviously your mood is going to decline yes um so <laughs> hitting that hunger point quicker probably agitated me yeah but it wasn't a direct coloration uh, it wasn't directly hitting my mood no it, it didn't make me anxious or, or depressed or anything it didn't make me yeah. any happier so purely just down to the food thing mm. Oh, but like I said, I'm one of those, I'm very lucky, most compounds don't touch my mood. Mm. Um, there's only one or two that ever really touch the way that I feel. So. And they, they, have you used them on a regular basis? Yeah, one that I'm using at the moment, which is um, a steroid MPP. It just makes me permanently horny. Fair um, enough. And the other one is Tremblone, which can occasionally give me a, a heightened anxiety. Oh, okay. It is a minuscule amount. It's more than I normally ever feel, Hmm. but it's still nothing compared to some people. But you're aware of it? Yeah. And you know what's causing it? Yes. Right, okay. Out out of everything I've ever tried, those are the only two that have ever really affected my mood in any way, shape or form. Hmm. Um, But then the only time I do tremblone is if I'm cutting for a show and then I tend to be hungry, tired and slightly pissed off anyway from the diet. So <laughs> I'm not sure whether that's yeah, a great correlation there. But lack of food and horny. So. <laughs> lack of food, horny and lack of sleep. It's a weird mix. But... <laughs> well, I, think I need a nappa sandwich and a screw. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes first? Nap every time. <laughs> <laughs> to get the energy before everything comes. But um, for me, it's uh, like even this afternoon, I think it was one degree and I was out having a cold shower. How does that affect you? Do you know what? It's, it's when I first started doing it, and this is about two months ago. It was a massive shock, mm. but now I look forward to it, and it really for a mood enhancer, it makes me feel amazing. I I love it. So having that first thing in the morning or whenever I can, if I'd like today, I was really busy, so I just had to have it this afternoon. But it's still still cold. It's water from the mains. It's not like your cold shower turned down. This is <laughs> straight from the mains. Yeah, it was a little bit chilly. Well, it, it was one morning I'd done it, and it was actually, the warmer was water than in the outside air. It was minus one. Oh, oh. So it actually felt wow. a bit warmer. Um, but again, you, your body's tingling, everything's like, you just feel alive, you feel awake, you feel It's that vitalized. primal feeling, isn't it? It, it is, is, yeah. It's primal. And it, you, uh, whatever people say about cold showers and stuff like that, it, after a while, it has the opposite effect. And, yeah, you, your blood system's flowing, everything's going, your heart rate drops down. 
I say I was in the shower for six minutes and my heart rate went down to 41 beats per minute. Wow. Yeah. Wow, okay. That was really... But the thing is, I didn't feel any different. I didn't feel like I'm going to pass out. I didn't feel anything. I just felt so fucking calm. <laughs> it was great. Nice smoke, uh, smoking a spliff without the spliff. Yeah. It, 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 it just was just... Really relaxed. Yeah. It was just totally chilled. Checked everything. How long does the effects of that last throughout the day? So in terms of feeling calm, uh, the enhanced mood, how long does that last throughout the day for you? Um, depends on the day because normally I have to carry on getting I've got Ethan I've got school get him ready for all work and stuff so yes yeah, good few hours and then reality kicks you get back in but working with breathing techniques I also do the Wim Hof method so if anyone's listening and they know what that is it's a series of rounds of breathing where you do 30 to 40 um, deep pulls of the breath and short outtakes so you kind of hyper- uh, hyperventilate mm. and then you breathe out and hold you don't breathe in and you build up, build up for how long you can do it. I think my longest is three minutes, five seconds. Wow. Without breathing at all. But again, it's all, and again, your heart rate, you think your heart rate is going through the roof because you're going, oh, I've got to breathe, got to breathe. But it doesn't, it has kind of opposite effect. So again, that's calming. So I do that in the mornings, having a cold shower, then I'll do a couple of rounds of breathing that night before bed. Mm. And so it, that kind of keeps me going. Uh, yeah, I do have ups and downs like everyone else, but I think generally since I've been doing my productivity has got better in what way um dealing with work and how i think about work and the process of i, I don't find myself stumbling too much with stuff mm. clearer of thought i suppose yeah, yeah um that helps um yeah and it just knowing that i've got that that i can do and look forward to and and enjoy it makes you feel good anyway so yeah it's, it might be a placebo effect but no it's good but uh, yeah, that's what uh, apple cider fasting is what I do sometimes as well. Um, so I try to avoid the apple cider. It doesn't taste so good. I, I use it when needed, mm. uh, but it definitely doesn't taste brilliant first thing in the morning. Uh, a bit of um, yeah, apple cider. It's gonna wake you up. But the, the thing, the thing with apple cider, um, you have to be. Don't take it. That some people say take it at night because it can help. No, which you shouldn't because it can actually cause a. a Adrenaline spike. Yeah. Because of the taste. <laughs> so yeah. you go, I'm just going to have a drop of this with some, uh, you know, I'm just chill out and have a bit of apple cider. Bosh. <sighs> no. no. Your heart rate's going tender. I was going, what the fuck? If you just drunk and, then, and you're trying to go to bed and it's not going to work. If you have it with chamomile tea and take a sweetener with it to knock the edge off, that can help. But not by itself. But nah. because it's a digestive aid, it's kind of obsolete doing it at night when you're not digesting anything. Well, no, that's one thing. If you if you have like a big meal, say if you bowl of porridge and protein before bed, yeah, yeah, done that a few times. Yeah, that can help. But um, or just don't do the big bowl of oats before going to bed. Depends <laughs> if you've got to get calories in or not. Yeah, I, I've, I've got <laughs> I've got um, ultra fine uh, powdered oats at the moment. I'm waking up at two o'clock in the morning for a shake with that, and it just sits on you. So you're drinking that and then going back to bed. Yeah, two o'clock, two thirty. If I'm feeling really shit. I might hit snooze and have it in a minute, but... When you're yeah. just drinking and going back to bed? Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's, it's on my side table. I sit up, I shake it a little bit, so obviously all the bits aren't sat at the bottom, because it is oats, it's fine powdered oats. Yeah. So I'll give it a little shake, knock it back, and lie straight back down. Wow. Yeah. Again, that's going to be a form of biohacking, isn't it? Because It's spiking metabolism at night whilst you're asleep to um, continually 
have food going through you. And that's so you're not I'm... catabolic in the same way. And because it's a protein shake with oats, you're having that protein um, yeah. in your body. I'm then awake by kind of 6.37 at the latest and going straight down for a meal within kind of half hour, 45 minutes. Do you feel hungry though? Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Um, I'm not known for appetite though. Mm. It hasn't dropped it massively. Yeah. But I do do have mornings where I wake up ravenous. Mm. Um, but then it's also mornings where I'm just going, I shouldn't have woken up. I now feel really shit from sleep debt. Yeah. So it's it's just one of those things. It's, I struggle with appetite during the day, so I'm, I tend to be hungry at night. I don't know why. Mm. So I'm just utilising that whilst I can. Fair enough. And I don't really need massive amounts of sleep. No, I don't, don't get on that. I, don't, I need sleep, but I'm, I think it's... No, I, I need sleep. It's wrong to say that I don't need sleep. I mm. just don't need the eight hours, nine hours that some people claim that they have to have. Otherwise, they're grumpy bastards. I don't get that. I'm a grumpy bastard if I have eight hours of sleep. I, I wake up banging headache and stuff like that. I oh, can't, yeah. I can't do it. I, I'm just miserable all day because I felt like I've slept too much and ha- I'm not productive. Mm. Six to seven hours is is longest for me. I don't want anything more than that. There's a Arnold Schwarzenegger who was doing a, a speech about you know goal setting and stuff like that. Sleep faster. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Six hours. He goes. I know some people say they need eight. No, you need six. Just sleep faster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. If you have too much, and well, personally, and like yourself, I just feel like crap. I can't. So do it. They, they say bodybuilders need eight hours minimum uh, for effective growth. And I just sit there and go. That's wonderful saying it, but if you're not getting eight hours of quality sleep, what does it matter? If you yeah. get four hours of extremely high quality sleep and the other four hours are utter dog shit, yeah, yeah, yeah. what the hell's the point in the other four hours? You're not gaining anything from it. Nah, yeah. All you're doing is just having your eyes closed and pissing yourself off because you're going to wake up tired. And you're not even getting a decent dream or anything, are you? No. Nah. But if I can do six hours of solid good sleep, set myself up with good sleep hygiene, yeah. and I know that six hours for me is more effective than eight hours of dodgy sleep, then I'm laughing, really. Yeah. I, I get a, a bad habit sometimes. I'm going through a phase at the moment where I'm waking up around 2 o'clock. I go to bed anywhere between 10 and 11 o'clock. Wake up at 2. Mm. And then I'll be awake for at least 2 hours. Then Why? fall back asleep. Don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, Are you energetic when you're awake? or? No. No, I'm just lying bored. Sometimes I get <laughs> up, um, listen to an audio book or something like that. Um, the thing is, now you're getting up and you're stimulating your mind. Well, you're not meant to stay in bed. Are you not? No, you're meant to get up because your bed will uh, your bed your brain will then associate you being awake in bed. So it doesn't seem that you should keep. You can bed. go for a leak, walk around, and come straight back. But getting that big's your fucking bedroom. <laughs> Why are you <laughs> taking a leak in your bedroom? <laughs> oh, you just spare bedroom, uh, bathroom, en suite. Oh, en suite. No, I'm not that rich. No, go all the way downstairs for a week. Come all the way back up. Oh shit, the bathroom. Yeah. But um, no. Um, or, or surely just walk downstairs, walk around a little bit, but surely putting an audio book on is stimulating your brain. Turn your... on the book. <laughs> <laughs> Some well, of my sci-fi books are pretty boring. Okay. Um, no, fair enough. But no, I actually bought an audio book and it said, this book will send you to sleep. And the <laughs> That's different... what golf's for, actually. It's hilarious. One of the chapters is someone reading a weather report for the Netherlands. Depends on how pretty she is or sounds. Well, you know, it's, it's a bloke doing the same reading. Oh, it's a bloke. Yeah, yeah, I'm going straight uh, into bed. And then chapter four, I think it was chapter four, he's counting. 
Just one, counting. One sheep, two sheep. And it does that. Oh, that, that just wakes then me up because then I'm concerned about the shape of the sheep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're going to make it over the fence. Um, <laughs> then, he, then he comes back to chapter six. He goes, sheep number five, seven, sheep number eight. So he, he just keeps adding. And then he goes back to reading a news report from 1920 about some fence that went up in some country. It's just really boring stuff. It's great. I just sit there and go, I want to know what the next report is. <laughs> that, that's how my brain works. I just sit there and go, what's the next one? Is it going to be worse than this? <laughs> Can it get any worse? But uh, I tried that um, car map on, on that kind of train of thought. Mm. I tried that um, calm. It, it reads things to you. And um, to be honest, I just get engrossed in the stories. I don't care what how boring they are. I just want to know what happens and what's next. <laughs> <laughs> but my brain is it, it works that way if I start something I've got to finish it so I can't go to sleep halfway through yeah which you're supposed to because I need to finish the story because otherwise I'm going to have to wake up and watch it or uh, listen to it yeah go back and find out how it ended yeah yeah. so for things like that for me are absolutely useless there's one um, a Brain FM app that I use and I, I use it for sound effects and stuff like that but there's um, guided meditation mm. and uh, like women's voices and uh, you're walking down along the a cliff top you find a stairway going down to the beach and you're walking along the beach and then you notice well what do we all notice <laughs> like you say you're alert <laughs> not like, here we go <laughs> there's something's interesting there's a mermaid what's going on what the fuck's happening <laughs> and then like, oh, you notice the waves crashing yeah and <laughs> I'm excited and and you're wide awake by the way I've got to compliment your shoulders in that hoodie they look very big really yeah they are popping oh, thank you very much I don't think I could have waited to the end to tell you that they are really really big in that that hoodie. Well, no, I was at the gym this morning. You saw me. And yes, I did. Yeah. Um, yeah, sorry about the pull-up machine. I don't know what's wrong I've had that. a look at it. I've just sent it off. Uh, one of the struts came out, that was all. Oh, okay. Well, I don't want to fix it. It's not worth the warranty. No, fair enough. Um, yeah, no, just you know, enjoying training at the moment. Um, Make sure I have rest days, actually. Mm. Well, my rest days are clients. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not, not just clients. But, uh, yeah, anyway, getting back to sleep and biohacking and stuff <laughs> yeah, like sorry. that. Um, my mistake no it's, even when you you muck around with your, your sleep and stuff like that it, it's not a good form of biohacking because like we need sleep mm. we recover our brain settles up it, it repairs what we've done during the day it puts things in order everyone knows sleep deprivation if you've ever had kids it's an absolute nightmare it's a killer mm. it, you know you don't know your ass from your elbow after three or four days <laughs> it's horrible no. Um, so it's a form of torture as well <laughs> not kids I mean like sleep deprivation um, so, I know about sleep deprivation just not kids we're not going down that road yeah no, no. <laughs> kids are great especially when you've got a five year old kid trying to punch you in the groin um, lovely yeah but you watch Lank on telly and you just it, in this episode of a certain programme it kept happening to the same guy who got hit with a ball and then he got something hit with a rake or something just constantly get hit in the groin and everyone thought it was funny and fake laughing that's not funny though no, no, it's not. <laughs> I watch a bloke on TV get hit in the groin. I just sit there. I feel sorry for you, mate. Yeah, I know how much that hurts. You need to see a five-year-old watching it, and then oh, I'm on one. I'll start daddy in it. <laughs> yeah, so he's keeping an eye on that one, telling him not to do it. <laughs> I just be careful every time I walk into the lounge. I thought, where are you? Where are you? And sneak up on me and just punch me. But, um, yeah, getting back to biohacking, there's different things that we can take, eat, and on the sleep drink. Is melatonin. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's a big one actually it's in a lot of products mm. um, as GABA that, uh, 5 pH as well yeah yeah what are you saying zinc and magnesium is that amazing uh, B6 yeah yeah 
That gives me some lucid dreams, though. That is horrible. That's one of the, There's so many things that we can take to not necessarily get us into a deep sleep, but will help us drift off. Yeah, but the the, the ZMA, that just gives some funky-ass dreams. Yeah. That's not worth it. No. I mean, again, you're not actually in a deep sleep. You, no. you don't go into Delta. You only go like upper beta. You don't go mm. into proper deep sleep. Um, so that can affect how you feel because you think, oh, yeah, I had really weird dreams, but you don't get refreshed. No, you you still wake up tired. It's not like um, a, a good quality sleep where you wake up fresh as a daisy going, yeah, let's tackle the day. Yeah. So again, you know, it's things that we can take that can affect how we store food, like carbohydrates and fats without insulin. Mm. There's things that you can take to help with sleep, stuff to, fat burners. Again. Yeah. Well, it's thermogenics. It's an increase in body temperature. Yeah. Um, if we're talking about legal ones anyway. Yeah, well, they, they increase body temperature to increase that output. Well, even caffeine's a stimulant. Yes, it is. And it's, it's very overused, though. Mm. Very, very overused. And I don't think for a lot of people it has the impact it should. Well, I think that's how a lot of people get used to it as well. Yes. You flood so the adrenal glands too much. And it then you, you just keep up in that dose. You start with one coffee a day and you feel good. So you have two, yep. three. And then you're like my dad on your eighth cup of coffee by three o'clock in the afternoon going, why isn't this keeping me awake anymore? Yeah. Well, why am I crashing? <laughs> no, he doesn't crash because he has another cup of coffee. <laughs> he keeps going yeah and then he gets on the sofa at 9 o'clock at night and he's gone he doesn't even make it up to bed really no wow but then he's up at 4 o'clock in the morning to go to work with a cup of coffee yeah first thing in the morning yeah the, the three months that I stayed in my parents um, dining room when I moved out in the flat um, that little stopover he, he actually moved the kettle out of the kitchen into the fucking living room so he could boil a kettle every morning without waking me up really yeah because nice, it's, but yeah, well, I could still hear it, but yeah. thin walls. But yeah, he, he moved it out because that was his his ritual. You wake up four four thirty. Um, first thing you do, get changed, then have a coffee, then go to work, then have another coffee, then start his working day. Yeah, and then throughout the day, he's sipping on more cups of coffee, just to keep you tapping. Another thing is um, nicotine. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For the brain, yeah. uh, pure nicotine. No, I don't mean in cigarettes. I mean actually nicotine tablets and stuff like that. They can mm. affect how they stimulate the brain. Yeah. Yes, they're addictive. Very. But again, they can help in small doses. They can help. They work as a nootropic. Yes. Which is a, a people call them smart drugs or brain drugs and stuff like that. Basically, they're stimulants other than caffeine that will work with the brain and your neural pathways, which will fire off so you you don't become smarter. <laughs> you focus better. Your concentration is yeah. better. So you take in more information. Productivity and output yes. is much higher. Yeah, it's not like fucking necking a Red Bull either. No, um, it doesn't give you wings. No, it doesn't. No, that's <laughs> a, the lap pull down does. Um, so nootropics is another thing that can work mm. with the brain. And that's quite a, that's a new phenomenon as well. That's mm. only been around for the like I'd say only the last five to seven years properly. Yeah, and in yeah. a refined way. Anyway, I think we've had kind of uh, rudimentary nootropics for a long time, but in I refined been sports talent. a lot, a lot. Because it can have other side effects. Mm. There's a there's one I can't remember ricin, ricin, and it's actually it's illegal in this country. You can get you can you, you you can get it, but it's not not meant to. Right. But it's very um, productive for a stimulant, not only for the brain but for muscle. Oh okay. Why yeah. Can I get some? Um, you're. There's uh, certain so-called <laughs> chemistry uh, biological labs that you can obtain it from. I suppose it works. That's why it's illegal. Yeah, 
And uh, yeah, so it's actually banned in some sports in them as well in America. It's, it's that edge, isn't it? Mm. Again, that's when you have people like students or people cramming for exams or tests or whatever it is, mm. um, and they take nootropics for their brain. Yeah. Um, Even on a, a more simplistic level, you have gamers now that do it. Yeah. play these Fortnite games. Mm. Uh, I say these Fortnite games. I'm 25. I shouldn't be talking like that. I should understand what these things are, but I, should, have, yeah. uh, I actually have things to do with my life. <laughs> yeah. Um, but you have you have gamers that take nootropics now to increase their output because you and hands up you get some incredible gamers that make careers out of it which I think is mind blowing it's mm. fucking awesome yeah yeah um, and if you can do that brilliant but yeah they, they use them just to focus on the game longer yeah and I think that's cool. like, if, you, if you're going to do it you might as well make money out of it I suppose yeah it's another way of doing it I suppose but again the, the, all these little things that we can do in that will help with our productivity, our health, well-being, longevity. It's life performance, isn't it? It is. And it's, it's what you, there's a book called uh, Superhuman by a guy called Dave Asprey. And it's all the stuff that he's done, researched himself, worked through, whether it's sleep, mm. um, hormone replacement therapy stuff. Um, That's a more common one now. And do you know what? The more I research in it and look into it, and learn about it, the less it should be a taboo. Because there's nothing wrong with women <coughs> going to the doctors and getting hormone replacement. And guys as well. But the thing is, with guys, it's seen as a... as a, it, It's a rare thing. And I think it should it be It is more, in this country. Yeah. Mm. It should be more available. I think there should definitely be more education on it. Definitely. America have got this nailed to the ground. Like, yeah. they are brilliant with it they actually have clinics yeah um health clinics that you mm-hmm. literally go and get your blood levels tested your testosterone worked out your estradiol's worked out for you yeah they'll give you a course to make you feel youthful again i suppose in a lot of cases it tends to be guys kind of 40s plus yeah uh that they work with and it makes you feel youthful again you're looking at me aren't you no oh okay um <laughs> i just felt this burning sensation like two lasers hitting me yeah 40 plus yeah she is um, that's in your mind, mate, but that's a guilty <laughs> conscience of some sort. Well, no, so I, I, I had my blood work done, uh, just for pure health things, I'm coming up to 50. And really? had all you don't look a day above 25. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, that's what I keep telling myself. And I checked all that, and um, heart condition and stuff like that, it runs rife in my family, unfortunately. So mm. I, I wanted to check that out, make sure everything was okay. And everything is good. And, you know... Before when I was suffering from bits of depression and stuff like that, mm. and you go to doctors and they, I would send you off to this people, talk to those people, or try these tablets, those tablets, and it could have been that my test was low. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's very common. And that you know that never ever has a doctor ever spoke to me about that. Why are you feeling but tired? That, Why are you think... feeling down? Why are you feeling bored? I think a problem. lot of it comes down to lack of knowledge, though. Yeah. Um, the endocrine system is something we've only recently kind of got a grasp on mm. in medicine. It's only the last kind of 30, 40 years that we even have a grasp of it, let alone um, enhancing quality of lives. Yeah. We've kind of got the, the female side of it down within reason to a, a decent level, mm. but we've never really looked at males. It, it's kind of... Um, widely accepted you you get to 27 28 29 and your levels are peaked and they're going to start dipping from there and 
Guess yeah. what? It's a long road downhill. Yeah. But we've never really looked at how to level that out or at least slow the curve. Well, thing is, and that's the thing. Nowadays, it doesn't have to be. Uh, our bodies, as soon as we get the, or the lack or need or urge to reproduce, our body will switch off. Oh, yeah. And the thing is, we, we say about hormone replacement therapy, testosterone, bearing in mind that we don't have to be talking about an injection of any sort with mm. guys. It's, it's oh, not it can be about, a gel, it can be all sorts. Oh, no, it could be um, tribulus. Deospastic oh, yeah, acid. Yes. Um, obviously, you've got to get good quality. You can't have your my protein dodgy shit from a bag. <laughs> um, at dosed at such low levels, you need an entire bottle in one go to get anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can get, special offer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can get horny goat's weed. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but good quality products are out there mm. that are in a tablet form that can be used to take the edge off. Yeah. If you want to feel youthful again and get a, a really good response, you are going to have to go on test replacement therapy. Mm. And, and like you said, that can be a gel. I never recommend those. I think that that's the worst idea known to man. If you put a gel on you and you fucking go and rub up against your missus, guess what? She's growing a beard too. Well, they've actually got a low-dose form of it and it's by a certain... A lady's name company, um, who's been around from the seventies. Her range of lingerie and adult toys, and it's known as Scream Cream. Oh really? Yeah, but it's actually test cream for men. Huh. But it's supposed to rub it on certain parts of the body, which doesn't, doesn't really increase absorption that much, does it? Oh, uh, it makes things more sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> Just put menthol on it. <clears throat> Ooh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, 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 really? Yeah, Bernie. Well, a little bit. Depends on who's doing it. Yeah, true. Um, well, I I didn't realize that. Yeah, so but it's such it's such a risky thing. Yeah, because that must be a very very low dose. Oh, it is. If and you're looking like... at medical dose yeah. for actual replacement, and bearing in mind these should be specify I wish I think a gel is really hard to do mm. um, you, how, how can you you can't you judge can't measure the dosage out, no. no even with a tablet not every tablet is equal true uh, whereas a, a mill of test is within reason going to be pretty close to a mill of test yeah yeah, yeah. Be, if you've got a, a, a hundred milligrams per mill you within reason you're there mm. um, and we can test this we can prove this Tablets are, are crushed into shape. You're never going to guarantee the integrity of every single tablet in the vial yep. or in the bottle. And the gel is just, it's way too difficult to... You need to measure out 10 grams of the gel. And then by the time you put it on a weighing scale, half of it stays on there. You're never going to get the right amount. No. And then three quarters of it rubs off on your kids and your missus. <laughs> <laughs> She's growing a bit and the kids are going... Dad, can I play with post You're free. What are you doing? And you still feel like shit because it's all rubbed off. Yeah. But you can get products. There are good quality products. There are good quality um, options available for guys. And you shouldn't... Like the male feel menopause, weird about it. You oh, should look into it. Yeah, male menopause. Yeah, definitely. It's a real it's thing. It's not a myth. No, no it, it really happens. And that yeah. can be a big increase, uh, increasing factor in the beer belly. Yeah. It's not always beer. No. You Most of the time it is. For, for a lot of guys it might be well, yeah, but there is a portion of it that is hormone related yeah you get guys out there and they, they don't drink at all yeah they get belly fat on it they feel down all these kinds of things and they'll go to the doctors and like you say lack of knowledge or understanding mm. they'll throw them straight to uh, a referral or oh, it's normally going to be a, a GP referral to a doctor or nutritionist mm. bearing in mind testosterone is essential in fat loss you cannot lose fat if you have extremely low levels of test as a male Mm. 
So if you've got screwed up hormone markers and you try and go and do a diet, you might lose five or 10 pounds if you're a particularly heavy guy. Yeah. You're going to hit that sticking point and you're going to feel like shit because you're not losing that weight that the nutritionist and the PTs tells you that you should be doing. Yeah. Every PT is going to, you should be losing way more weight than this. What's going on? You must be cheating on your diet. No, actually you're pinpoint perfect, but your hormones are out. Yes. So you're never going to get that result. And then it goes for women as well. Hormones, they, 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 can, they regulate so much in that body that people don't understand. And women have that. tests as well. Yeah, exactly. This is a really, really un- misunderstood thing. Like women mm-hmm. have testosterone. Yes, it is considerably lower than the male counterpart. Yeah. But it is, it's, again, it's a taboo like, for, for women to have high test levels, to have a high sex drive. Mm. This is normal. It's more uncommon for you to have very low levels. Yeah. That means to me that there is a hormone out of whack. Yep. Um, but the thing about exercise, again, it's not a, a biohack, but it's, it's a hack of sorts, is doing squats. Mm. It's great for men's libido. Yeah, massively. So Where does your test production come from? And what's hanging down there? Yeah, and it's not your wallet or your phone. Um, and so with women, exercising and doing the right type of exercise, that works for you. Some people go on about um, HIIT training being great for growth hormone. Yeah, it can be, but it's down to yeah. the individual as well. But lifting weights, resistance work, it, it, the studies are out there. It's been doing it for decades. Yeah. It's one of the main things that can help us feel better about ourselves, get our bodies back on track, get our hormones leveled off. And the thing is, you, you look good, you feel good. When you look sexy, you, you tend to feel sexy. That then increases your mood throughout the, the rest of your aspects of your day and yeah. overall quality of life. Confidence, everything, self-esteem can all change. And if you feel good about yourself, you're less likely to suffer from depression, yeah. which is going to keep a higher input of hormones at a decent level. The second mm. you start feeling depression, other hormones are going to take a hit. Yeah, of course, it kicks in because yeah. you feel anxious and stuff like that and stressed out. So other hormones then start working at much lower level because they're not needed because the yeah. cortisol is there. Yeah. And that can then suppress other hormones, which will add to that feeling of um, despair or anxiety or, yeah. or just that awkward down feeling that you don't want. It's not normal to have that. No. And some people need antidepressants to get out of the hole, but some people just need to work out why they're in that uh, rut. Situation. What hormones are low and which ones need a little bit of help. Yeah. And it doesn't mean that it's a, a lifelong prescription of you're never stopping this again. Hmm. Sometimes if you're young enough, it's just getting you out of the hole. Yeah, that's what a lot of people don't understand, or or hopefully people will listen to this and question what they're mm. feeling and how they're feeling, and put it down to, you know, maybe I do need to have blood tests. Maybe I do need to ask these questions to my doctors and get. If different... you want to know which blood tests to ask for as well, don't be afraid to ask us or message us. Yeah, we're both able to answer which ones to look for. What should a doctor be telling you? And yes. Where should the results come back within reason? Mm. Obviously. Doctors don't know everything when it comes to hormones. A, a GP is trained on small amounts of everything. Yeah. They have to have a very broad knowledge to cover such a variety of things that they're going to face on a day-to-day working basis. Hormones isn't what they specialise in. No. They will cover it, but it's not a, a main focus for them. But you can start the ball rolling with yeah. a GP, get those tests done, and if yeah. you feel that you need a referral to a an endocrinologist, you can go down that road. Yep. Especially if you understand what you're looking for and you can back it up. And it's nothing to be ashamed about. Not at all. That's what I mean. If you are feeling down, you're putting on weight, you don't know why, you think you're doing everything right, but everything feels still like going shit, you can't sleep properly, all these weird stuff that's going on, 
it's not a case of reaching for a bottle or going straight down the depression route. It's trying to ask the right questions. Yeah, Don't be aware of it. it. Just be aware of it and then start asking the right questions and asking the right people. Say, look, get some books, educate yourself, and then educate your doctor. If you don't want to get the books, go, James, I don't know what's going on. Can you help me? <laughs> the thing is, it's an easy thing to do. And yeah. if, if you're listening to this, you probably know one of us, if not both. So there's yeah. no reason that you can't message us. We can't, we can't necessarily give you every answer, but we can tell you which tests are going to start you off, where to go if you don't want to go to a GP. Point, point you in the right direction, definitely. We'll definitely get the ball rolling for you. Mm. And we've both done blood tests before on various yeah. things. We understand what we're looking for. Since my last one, <coughs> I'm going to do it every six months. Uh, that's about the region that I do mine, yeah. Just for, you know, we're probably looking for different things. As mm. I say, the heart and stuff like that for me. and yeah, It's a big factor in my family as well. Yeah. My, my family medical history is quite a fault, to say the least. Mm. So it is something I'm also aware of. I'm very, very aware of um, blood and... and Heart health. I wish I'd known about these, because the thing about the, the doing the blood work thing, it's not as expensive as people think. You get reassurance, no. and it's done quickly. It's within a week. Yeah, yeah. Have it done, sent off, three or four days later, you get results. The longest portion of it is waiting for the bloody um, phlebotomist. Yeah. I've done, when I? <laughs> um, it's, um, you get it, you've got reassurance in your mind, you know, you feel better about yourself, and... And it and it's cheap. Yeah, it's like mine was one hundred and nine pound. Mine was less than that. It was ninety. And that that's for peace of mind for the next, God knows how long. I wish I'd known about them earlier. And it's a, it's a it comprehensive earlier. test as well. Yeah. Oh, they they go they check everything. Yeah. And you can request a doctor's input on on every mm-hmm. test. There, they'll give you yeah. their thoughts, and if you need to seek further advice, they'll tell you that. If you're in the green and you're doing good, yes. they'll tell you that as well, and they might even give you advice on how to keep it there. In some cases. Mm. Um, with more volatile test results that can change on a, a quick basis. Um, but these are these are easily accessible, very discreet as well. Yeah. For, for both of us, we use the same company. You have a portal that you log into on a website. Yeah. You need a password and a username to get on there. No one else can get on there unless you give it to them other than the doctor and this uh, lab, um, lab tech that uploads it. Yeah. And once it's done... And like you say, it's, it's they're forgetting about it because they've got other people to deal with. So it's only really you that knows about it, and and it cares yeah. about it. If your records in, yeah. And if you want to take that to a doctor, then fantastic. Or your PT, if they have some basic hormone knowledge. Yeah. Obviously, make sure they have that knowledge before you start going to show and blood work to a random <laughs> PT. Yeah, because they might. There's a few that pop into my head that go, mm, mm. this could get interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, especially when you start talking about red, uh, red and white blood cell counts and stuff oh, like that. Yeah, and then you're not quite sure what's going on. <laughs> which one's which? <laughs> <laughs> but you need to do these things, ask these questions, find out more about biohacking. It's not a weird sci-fi thing. It's something we do on a daily basis, and we don't even realise we're doing find it. Find out more about yourself as well. Yeah, because that biohack you can you can increase the output of it just by understanding yourself. Mm. Like, it's regularity of things as well. Yeah. If you're going to start something, make it a commitment. Like you did with the cold showers. You didn't do it once and then go, ah, oh, that was a bit chilly, so we're not doing that again. You've made it a consistent thing. It has been for three months. Every day for three months. Mm. Regardless it, of whether. It's going to work in the way that you want it to because you're not doing it Monday, uh, you can't be bothered Tuesday, but I'll do it Wednesday and then mm. you forget Thursday and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I'm going to do it. 
but Sunday you forgot because you were up late because Ethan was running around. Like, it's a very consistent thing for you. <clears throat> Do you know what's a weird thing? I get pissed off if it's raining. Because, <laughs> even though I'm going outside to have a shower, I get pissed off if it's raining. Because I have to wear trunks. Wet. No, so I have to wear, yeah, I have to, I get wet going to the shower. But I have, <laughs> so I have to wear trunks. Why? Because I can't take my towel out there. Because the towel will get wet. The towel's going to get wet when you dry off. Yeah, but I've got to go, go out the back door, go to the shower area. I can put my towel over the screen. Look, you shower, do this at six o'clock in the morning, right? I've got neighbours, I'm, I'm respectful. They're probably in bed, like every <laughs> other sensible human in winter. Well, hopefully, well, there might be a few people looking out now wondering if it's the neighbour down the road that they can hear the wind. You can't there. see them anyway, so what does it matter? Well, no, the screen's gone over a couple of times and they've seen me. Yeah, but you can't see them. It's that old childish uh, logic. I can't see you, so you can't see me. I'm hiding behind a fucking tree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, it, it is, it's commitment, consistency. That's the thing, it really is a commitment. If you're going to do it, do it properly. Weight loss, muscle growth, biohacking, longevity... You can't just do it for a couple of weeks. You've got to commit to it. It's because not that's what it is. Yeah. If you what you do now in the next week, twenty four hours, next hour, can have an impact on the rest of your life. What's that gladiator quote? Um Die, die, die. No. Unleash hell. The um, actions that we take now echo in eternity. Oh, I like that. Um, although it's not an eternity it's a long period of time the things that we do now like you said mm. they have an impact over time yeah I know you like movies so I thought that no I was just thinking about music music was awesome <laughs> but, um, but it, yeah. it, it has an impact the choices you make now will have an impact later down the road 100% and be that if you decide to go out to a restaurant and have way too many glasses of wine and too many takeaways on a regular basis yes or you make that choice to not have those to stay at home and have a home cooked meal um, not have that glass of wine but have an orange juice and then go and do your exercise in the morning mm. and actually turn out properly that is a big big difference that yep. will have a very lasting effect on not only the way that you perceive yourself but the way that others perceive you as well because you're committing to something nine times out of ten people that get a PT tell other people they have a PT mm. so when you look a mess six months down the line one or two things is going to happen either everyone's going to realise that you didn't do what you were told or the PT's dog shit. It doesn't matter how good the PT is, mm. the PT was wrong. Yeah. Because you still look like shit six months down the line. Yeah. Well, the only thing is you've let yourself down. Well, it, 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 people got to take responsibility for it. Yeah, of course you do. If you start something, do it properly. These biohacking mm. um, things that we've spoken about today can have a huge impact on your quality of life. Yes. But if you do start them, commit to it. Yeah. See it through. And it's it, it, like something like training, um, eating properly, anything like that, nutrition, getting blood work done. Mm. If you're consistent, then longevity is just going to be a bonus. It's a byproduct. And enjoyment as well. Yeah. Like the reason I haven't committed to a cold shower every morning, I ain't going to be consistent with it. That's fair enough. It's hard to see as it is. I don't need to make it worse with cold. No. It's funny though, because I'm done my breathing in my cold shower by Mm. like around half six in the morning. I come in, Ethan's usually come down and he's, Watching telly, I'll just go and hug him. It's great. <laughs> I'm like a fucking ice cube. <laughs> I'll just hug him. That's his wake-up call in the morning, is it? Get off me. <laughs> but it, it's something that I know I can't commit to at this point in my life with the things going on at the moment. Yeah, yeah that's fair enough. I know I won't commit to it. I'm not going to start it because I know I won't be able to see it through. Mm. But there are other things that I can do that will increase my output in my life that I can commit to. Yeah, the nighttime glasses, the the blue light glasses, easy commitment for me. Dead simple. Pick them up, put them on. Yeah, you can't. It's an easy fix. Yeah, 
So there are things that I'm aware that I won't start. Not until I'm in a different position in my life. I'm not funny. There's a couple of things we've said tonight that people could start putting in place this week and it would have such an effect on... It could add um, quality of life and maybe an extra five to ten years on your life. Yeah, in some cases, yeah, massively. And then, uh, We're all on the phone all the time. Go on Amazon, get some glasses. Yeah. Look for apple cider vinegar. Yeah. Simplistic things. Deep breathing. Um, not necessarily. You don't have to... Mention the name again, time. just for those that missed it earlier. The Wim, deep breathing. Uh, Wim, Hoffer, uh, Wim Hof method. He's uh, also known as the Iceman. You can follow him on Instagram, Facebook, stuff like that. He's on YouTube. We're not um, endorsed by him, by the way. Not at all. The bloke's absolutely... He's as mad as a box of frogs. But he's awesome. He ran a marathon in the North Pole in a pair of swimming trunks with no training. In That's five, just, five and a half hours. Just stupid. Just no. Yeah, he's got the world record for swimming under ice. His, uh, his wow. right eye started to freeze. Well, the eyeball. Yeah, it was. It was. He, he, he it was cold. Yeah, he's. He was wow. got a world record for sitting in an. Uh, he sat in a freezer for two and a half hours. These aren't things that we recommend. No. at all in any way, shape, or form. But the thing is, what he has been doing over the years is been able to control his biological system, and to the point in two thousand fourteen, he was injected with E. coli. E. coli. Yeah, he was injected with it and purged it out of his body. Oh. Under, under scientific and it, they what if he's immune to um, corona <clears throat> post that well, he, he did do a couple of YouTube stuff about it but um, scientists would say oh you're a one off you're, you, you're, you're but you're how does special. he get there it's consistency in everything he started but then he trained four people with this breathing technique and they done it they all got injected and got rid of it really yeah so there scientific proof but so, it is that consistency this isn't an, I mean, can't do, do it tonight. once or twice and think that's it no. yeah no this really isn't. And that's the same with a bodybuilding lifestyle or a fitness lifestyle in general. Yeah. You see these people that take up yoga and they're still doing it 35 years later. Um, and they might not be quite as bendy, but it's a commitment to a, a process. Yeah. And these are the people that tend to live longer. These are the people that tend to and live a better quality, quality of life. Yeah, better quality of life. Yeah. Because they make a commitment. Yeah. Cool. We are running out of time on the podcast. Yes, I, th- I, th- I think we've pretty much covered everything. Yeah, I'm saying we're doing pretty well. Um, um, well, if you need any information from us, uh, please get in contact with myself, uh, James at Simply Fit, or Jordan at Team Viking Muscle. And check out Instagram and Facebook for both of us. And once again, thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.